0: Good afternoon, everyone. I'm pleased to be here to provide an update on COVID-19 in Alberta. Dr. Hinshaw is taking some much-deserved time off this week and so is unable to attend today's update, but will be back next week. Today, the numbers I'm sharing are from Tuesday, March 22nd to Monday, March 28th. As always, the detailed breakdown of data is available at alberta.ca. Let me begin by talking about two key leading indicators that help us assess the level of viral transmission in the province, positivity rates, and wastewater surveillance. From March 22nd to 28th, our daily positivity rate of PCR tests range from 21.7% to 27.1%, with an average of 24.5%. This is a slight increase from the 22% average in the previous seven days. The wastewater surveillance data also shows signs of rising transmission. A number of sites across the province, including Edmonton and Calgary, are showing initial signs of increasing trends. However, as we know, wastewater data can be highly variable, so we will continue to monitor these levels and other leading indicators in the coming days and coming weeks. Given that we have lifted the vast majority of public health measures over the last seven weeks – it is not unexpected that we are seeing a slight increase in transmission of COVID across the province. There are simply more opportunities for the virus to spread as more and more people work from the office, return to traveling, socialize in various settings, and resume their regular routines. This is especially true as BA2 Omicron subvariant is a dominant strain in Alberta and is shown to be more transmissible than BA1. Our lab has found that around 70% of all positive PCR test samples are now BA2. Fortunately, the available evidence does not so far suggest that it causes more severe illness than the previous Omicron strain. At this point, we continue to have capacity in the health system to address the other surgical and medical needs of Albertans. Since our update last week, hospitalizations have remained stable. There are currently six or sorry, 964 people in hospital with COVID-19, including 47 in the ICU. Sadly, lives are still being lost to this disease. Over the last week, 30 deaths related to COVID-19 have been reported to Alberta Health. This averages just over four per day. My deepest sympathies go out to the loved ones of these Albertans. My sympathies are also with anyone who has lost someone they care about, no matter the cause. Even as we transition our approach to managing COVID, we know that the virus is still very much with us. It can still cause serious illness, complications, and even death for some Albertans. That's why we continue to promote vaccination, encourage individuals to make decisions that best suit their unique situation and risk tolerance, and invest in treatments like Paxlovid. As you may recall, Paxlovid is the first COVID-19 treatment approved by Health Canada that can be taken orally at home. It was first approved for use in Canada in late January, but due to limited supply, it was initially only available at 135 pharmacies across the province. I'm pleased to report that as supply has increased beginning this Friday, any interested pharmacy in Alberta will be able to order Paxlovid treatments To dispense Paxlovid to eligible Albertans who have met the clinical criteria. As a reminder, Albertans who meet the eligibility criteria, which is available only by prescription, must call HealthLink to access the treatment. Staff will ask screening questions to confirm eligibility and arrange the next steps for getting the most appropriate COVID-19 treatment. Please do not call pharmacies or physicians directly to get a prescription as they will be unable to give it to you. Paxlova must be started within five days of symptoms, so if you are are eligible, do not wait to see how things develop. Call HealthLink as soon as possible. If you aren't sure if you are eligible, visit the AHS website to read the criteria. While Paxlova continues to be an option to prevent mild or moderate cases of COVID-19 from progressing to severe disease, It is not a substitute for vaccination. Vaccination remains the most effective way to prevent severe cases of COVID-19 and reduce the risks that come with getting infected. So if you have not received every dose available to you, please do so as soon as possible. If you have a child that still needs a COVID-19 vaccine dose, try to take advantage of the last day of extended AHS clinic hours and walk-in appointments tomorrow. A complete list of clinic locations and hours is available on the AHS website. Now, if you can't make it tomorrow, don't worry. Many pharmacies, clinics, and physician offices across Alberta can administer the pediatric vaccines by appointment. A complete list, again, is available on the Blue Cross website. Finally, I want, all, I want to encourage all Albertans to pick up rapid test kits from their local pharmacy. As we're out and about and exposed to more people, It's a good idea to have tests on hands if we develop symptoms. The kits are free and it's easier to get now more than ever as you no longer need to show your Alberta health care card to pick them up. Once again, I'd like to thank all of our health care providers, our doctors, our nurses, those working in hospitals and volunteers for continuing to provide tremendous care for all Albertans through the, the, the last two years and through the most recent Omicron wave. Thank you, and now I'll take questions.
1: Thanks, Minister. Uh, no one in the room here with us, uh, but I think a couple of reporters waiting on the phone, so we'll go to the first caller, please. Jeff Strack, City News. Hi there. Uh, just
0: wondering, you know, with VA2 is the dominant strain now, and you were just uh, mentioning that we are seeing sort of small increases in trends, that do you think we're going to enter a sixth wave, or have we already entered a sixth wave? Uh, we're we're going to have to wait and see you know if we if we look at um, other jurisdictions uh you know around the world and across the uh, the country we they you know we have seen uh, an increase in BA2 like an increase in in cases um, what remains to be seen is is how big that wave how big that wave will be uh and then what the impact will be on our on our healthcare system um, but you know as, as indicated by um uh, Dr. Tam in Canada. The expectation is that we may see a rise in cases, uh, but we're still going to have to see what that may, may it, how that may impact our, our healthcare s- center or our healthcare system. I, I can say we, we there's, you know, our wastewater data um, is sort of the the one of the leading indicators. We are seeing a slight uptick, initial uptick in in particularly in Calgary and Edmonton, uh, but there's high variability in that, so we're, we're going to have to watch and. and uh, over the next uh, days and weeks, uh, to see whether or not that is going to continue to rise.
1: Thanks, Minister uh, Jeff. A follow-up.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, a lot of people I know who recently become sick say that it's kind of hard to get their hands on a uh, free rapid testing kit. I was just wondering, what what are supplies that Are we are are we still okay, or are we running low on on those kits? Yeah, I don't have the exact numbers uh, in front of me. We can get that to you. My understanding is is that we we have. Uh, uh, Significant supplies uh, that are in uh, that we have distributed to uh, to pharmacies across the province, uh, but we'll get you the, the exact numbers. I haven't heard any concerns yet uh, about supplies, and and uh, but we'll we'll uh, we'll get you the numbers, and then we'll take a look at the uh, ensure that those numbers are also updated on the website.
1: Yeah, we'll follow up separately, Jeff. Thanks for that. So uh, we'll go to the next caller, please. Stephanie Thomas, CTV. Hi, Minister Coffing. Well, you did mention that COVID wastewater sampling, that's showing an increased presence of the virus, especially in Calgary. Um, so I'm wondering if perhaps your office or Dr. Henshaw's office has some other data that you're looking at that might link that rise in the case detection in the wastewater to hospitalizations. Is that something you're seeing?
0: Yeah, we're, not, we're actually seeing hospitalizations um, either being stable or, or continue to trend downwards. So we are not seeing a link at this point in time. Thanks.
1: Uh, Follow up, Stephanie. Yeah. So, if it was to show that we are headed to, I suppose, another wave with severe outcomes, including hospitalizations, what measures is your office looking at implementing?
0: Well, we're, we're going to have to wait and see first in terms of whether there is going to be a. Uh, be it, first of all, is this going? Is this? Are we at the start of another wave, one, uh, and the two? What is the impact on on hospitaliz- hospitalizations? Um, I do know, and again, you look at other jurisdictions um, they you know they have had uh, an increase in b a two which in, you know indicated there was a, a slight bump in uh, in in cases in the community um, and also a small bump in, in hospitalization, so there wasn 't a need to actually take any measures at that point in time uh, so we 're going quite frankly we 're going to have to wait and see we 'll watch there 's some other jurisdictions that are ahead of, ahead of us on this uh, we 'll watch what they are doing, and then we 'll see you know, um, our own indicators of what actions we may or may not have to take. But, but again, it goes back to, um, what is the severity going to be? Uh, you know, I am comforted to some, regar- some regards, um, from a, in a couple of, from a couple of points. First, um, we, st- we, we have, you know, relatively high levels of vaccination, um, you know, for those over 12 plus, you know, over 90% with, uh, uh, with at least one dose, uh, and, and second doses and third doses are continuing to, uh, to go up. Uh, there is some, uh, population protection from a previous infection uh, from BA, uh, BA-1, and we have access, broader access, to um, treatment sites such as Paxlovid. So, again, we're, we're watching very carefully uh, the numbers, and we're looking at other jurisdictions to assess the risk.
1: Thanks, Minister. We'll go to the next caller. Elena Smith, Canadian Press. Hi, Mr. Copping. Um, I'm hoping you can provide an update for us just on albertas strategy for the rollout of fourth doses
0: yeah I think uh, uh Dr. hinshaw spoke about uh fourth doses last week at this point in time uh for only the uh the uh, you know potentially for the immunocompromised uh and not going anyth- anything further uh we will rely on the uh, the expert advice from uh, the national uh committee on uh, immunization as well as our our Alberta committee as well follow up elena
1: yeah, I'm also just wondering um are you seeing any reports of folks getting fourth doses who aren't yet eligible and are those numbers of who's gotten fourth doses available online?
0: So I have to double check. We, we we are tracking those who are actually getting uh fourth doses um and uh so we get, we actually have those exact numbers so we can get them to to you. Uh, I my recollection is that um given that we don't have a total population of what is quote-unquote immunocompromised, we may not have a, a good percentage uh, of that or it may not be as accurate, uh, but we can get you the exact numbers of the four doses.
1: Thanks for that, Minister. Uh, we'll take one more caller, so we'll go ahead with the last caller. Brittany Gervais, Calgary Herald. Hi, thank you for my question. Um, I- I'm just wondering if Dr. hinshaw wasn't available for... Uh, questions today, why was not the province's Deputy Chief Medical Officer of Health made available to answer questions instead?
0: Yeah, well, quite frankly, we didn't we didn't feel it was uh, necessary for today. Dr. Hinshaw will be back uh, next week, and if there are any uh, detailed questions that we need to provide answers to, uh, we can get them through our uh, Steve uh, and through the CMOH's office, and they can provide it.
1: Thanks, Minister. Uh, Brittany, follow-up? Uh, yeah. Thank you um just wondering, with transmission increasing uh what advice does the province have uh, right now for people as they're uh, planning their upcoming Easter gathering
0: so so again um you know we are moving to a system of of individuals living with covid uh, so our first set of advice is is you know we we ask you know albertans to assess their own risk right uh understand you know um what uh, their level of comfort is, uh, and then be guiding accordingly, accordingly. As well as you know, um, uh, go get rapid tests, as as indicated earlier today. If you haven't uh, gotten all your uh, uh, booster shots that you are eligible for, uh, please do so, uh, and then and then continue to um, you know, listen for updates um from you know our offices as we go forward but but again you know as we move into a a position where we're learning to live with covid you know asking individuals to uh, manage their own risk um and be able to take actions a uh accordingly
1: thanks very much minister uh and thanks for reporters who called in uh, we'll wrap up there and see you next week Thank thanks you. very much